This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. I uh, was looking at the mayor's State of the City speech that she delivered yesterday, and um, I found it to be very interesting. Uh, It seems as though she was advising someone as to a lot of what she was saying. And I'm not sure whether she was advising herself or someone else. At one point in time during the state of the city, towards the end, she said that we need to reject discontent. We need to reject the lack of respect. We need to reject violence. We need to reject any conversation around her apartment that she can utilize. She referred to it as my apartment. We need to reject the recall. She has over a thousand days left uh, and she will continue to demonstrate to get the job done. She says we need to love New Orleans. Don't belittle public servants. We need to act like the best. We need to talk like the best. No more fighting. So as I reflected on what she was talking about, it, it, it kind of struck me that the person that's been fighting has been her. The, pay, the person that has been picking the fights has been her. No one else. Everyone else has been responding to her drawing the line in the sand all the time on issues as though she's the final say as though it's an insult to challenge her on any issues. So I was convinced after this speech that uh, really upon reflection that nothing is going to change. She's still going to take the same approach. It's her way or the highway. She's right. You're wrong. You just need to get used to it. And there was nothing more emblematic than the statement about the apartment. Any poll that was done, Her people are telling her, we don't want you to have it, but it doesn't matter. She still believes that this is something personal to her, has nothing to do with her conduct, 
nothing to do with the way that she handles it herself. You tell me, is she acting like the best? Is she talking like the best? I don't think so. Yes, there are a lot of great things that have happened. Yes, she inherited a city that we kicked problems down the road by kicking that can down the road for a long, long, long time. And everyone has been, quite frankly, very honest about it. But the big challenge here has always been the individuals that she has chosen to serve in her administration to do certain things that she has been unfailing in her loyalty to these individuals in spite of them running amok. It happened in smart cities. It happened in the 911 center. It happened in the technology center. It happened relative to garbage. And it happened relative to her public information officer. And the list goes on and on. And the reason it feels like we're fighting all the time is because when questions, legitimate, probative questions are asked about the conduct of these individuals and decisions that they've made that in some cases clearly violated city policy and in other cases uh, violated the law, these are problems. And it's their fiduciary obligation to bring them up. Now, if the mayor wants to characterize those as a fight, I don't know what anyone could do or say to her to gain a better understanding of what those things actually are. That's their duty. That's their duty. They're not beating up on the city of New Orleans. They're not beating up on an elected official. They are pointing out that we have a problem. And the other side of the equation refuses to recognize that they have an obligation to cure. We truly have a failure to communicate. We have a failure to understand governance. Governance that actually means something. Governance that's going to bring us to a better place. The mayor spent a long time after saying that holidays are the times to reflect about some of our successes. Saving lives during COVID. There's no doubt that happened. There's no doubt that it's directly related to the a lot of the measures that the mayor put in place. Whether you believed in this COVID thing or not or anything else, she had her eye on that ball. There's no doubt she had her team's eye on that ball. She took it very seriously, and she should be credited uh, with the seriousness in which she approached that situation. She says that she sees her team. That New Orleans is back and strong. And uh, that she is trying to touch the root causes of a bunch of different things. The, the, the most ironic statement that she made, though, was that she, sees, she said she sees the New Orleans City Council. I guess they had some council members there. You know, the, more, the most appropriate forum, Mayor, to see the New Orleans City Council is actually in the city council chambers, which no one has seen you there for a long, long time. And one has to ask why. So if you really want to see the New Orleans City Council, why don't you practice what you preach and go see them in the forum that everyone can see you and them together? That would be earth-shattering. And maybe we can watch 
a dialogue about how we can collectively and collaboratively address a lot of the issues that we're facing in this city, cut through the chase, and get things done in a much more quicker fashion. Of course, I believe that you that you believe that the city council chamber is probably more like the Roman Coliseum. But it doesn't have to be. You lead by example. You can make that particular forum anything you want it to be. You're a strong voice. You're a strong woman. You have a lot of authority. If you began to exhibit credible leadership, these things would go away. And maybe it wouldn't feel like everybody's always fighting. But why should people not ask why we can't get garbage picked up twice a week? Why are we continuing to have a problem with garbage pickup? That is something that's been going on in this city, that exercise, for decades, if not centuries. Why is that so hard? The previous administration didn't kick that can down the road. You did. And now we're facing the same crisis in the French Quarter. The vendor that had the contract put you on notice in July that they were no longer going to honor this contract when it expires right before Christmas, I believe, on December the 23rd to be exact, and we do nothing until a week and a half ago. Why is that? This is not a fight. We're not trying to battle. We're trying to get a legitimate answer to a legitimate probative question because when we're looking at efficiency and efficacy of governance in government, these are the questions that one one is compelled to ask. Now, I know you may feel uncomfortable, but when, when the press and the media reaches out, there's no response. Why is that? Do you know how important it is for the folks from Texas and Washington when they come down for the Sugar Bowl that we're actually picking up our frickin' garbage? How about the repair of the sidewalks in the French Quarter? That's something that hasn't been dealt with since day one. You've been in office for five and a half years. Why are we not addressing that situation? Why do we not have a team of folks that have flags flagstone on the back of a truck with a generator, stone cutter, mortar, fixing the sidewalk. The fact of the matter is, in less than a six-month period of time, we could be six to an even over and out on sidewalks and repair what we need to repair. Why is that? Why are we not cleaning the sidewalks as well? Why is it that you defended the 911 gentleman that you brought in to run the 911 who had no experience? Then when we have someone who has experience that was all organic within that organization moves to the forefront, we find out harrowing stories about what he did that made no sense. Misreading of national policies and implementing policies here that didn't align with the national policy because he didn't understand the national policy because he had no experience. But yet, you go to the mat. And yet, you want to accuse others of fighting. They ask the question, 
Why are we doing that? What authority does he have? What training does he have? What expertise does he have to do what he's doing? Why is he spending money on this when the law says he's not allowed to do so? Why is he putting this project uh, out uh, or doesn't put this project out to bid when the law says he's obligated to do so? Or at least common sense and good government dictates that you are more transparency if you do so and you'll probably get a better price. He wants to handpick vendors, but yet he's never worked in this space. Do you think that the likelihood of success is really high when you have an individual named to a position that doesn't have the experience and the expertise to lead? And in the short period of time that you actually decided to put someone there, or that committee did, and you didn't fight it, look what happened. Things are happening. Positive things are happening. We're pulling the wagon in the same direction. And what you characterize as fighting was simply just folks asking, what are we doing? The problem was you didn't like the question yet again. But they're legitimate questions. How much longer are you going to fight about the Pantalva? How important could this little bitty space in a building be for you? How important? Is it the trappings of the office, similar to the travel that you repeatedly try to justify, that we're on the world stage and people are looking at us as to how we're handling our carbon footprint, as you pointed out, of the power plant? The most appropriate point to power to to point out about the power plant is not reducing the carbon footprint by 45%. It's by reducing the fail rate so we're not squeegeeing our floors every time it rains. How about for once we just state the obvious as opposed to trying to backdoor a justification for you to travel all over the world? talking about managing water, we, we have a 115-year-old pump and a 58-year-old pump or turbine uh, creating power for the pumps. That's not something to be proud of. It's not by your making. I get it. But we can't say that we're the gold standard in the management of water when we don't have the infrastructure to appropriately manage the water. So why don't we stop staring the obvious in the face and walking right around it? And speak truth to power. Yes, there are great things that you have done as mayor. But there are also a lot of great things you could have done as mayor and you failed. You say it's a fight. We say it's a disappointment. We'll be right back. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 